This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, see, your a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today on a Monday, brand new week, we are under the tutelage of our general manager, Harvey Weinstein. Kneeling at football games, wildfires, and the great Italian explorer, Christopher Columbus. Oh, that's right. Happy Columbus Day, everyone. Today is Columbus Day. May your Columbus Day be bright as your family celebrates in the way it does the tradition. The richness, the pageantry of Columbus Day. I was anti-Columbus Day when anti-Columbus Day wasn't cool, but for different reasons. I've always just thought it was stupid. It's stupid that government workers get the day off. The history on it, the history on it is, you know, sketchy. The, the whole thing is just dumb. And I, uh, I'm, I'm anti-Christopher Columbus Day, but not for the reasons it's so popular today, where people Man, are. I'm against the subjugation of the native peoples. Where uh, people have uh, giant marches planned today and statues are being taken down or attacked and that sort of thing. So we've got all that for you today. It We had my house. It was so windy at my house over the weekend. 60 plus mile an hour winds. I've never been in wind that strong in my whole life as I've had over the weekend. And mm. uh, big trees laid down, which oh, really no. suck. Ah, boo. Buildings destroyed. And it hasn't rained forever where you are, so it's not like, you know, the ground was saturated. No, no, that's just, just ripping ins- them out by the roots. It's insane. That's hurricane stuff. That's that's Florida stuff. That's San Juan stuff. It's a global changing whatever you call it. Uh, man, we got lots to talk about today. There's a there's there's a there's a ton of stuff. The president was on a Twitter tirade over the weekend. Oh boy, with some opponents willing to fire back. Oh and, no, uh, man, it's it's interesting. Anyway, you know what we're gonna do today? Study the world. Study the world. Study the world. Study study it. Study the world. Born out yeah. of a tweet from the president many months ago, where he said in all caps with an exclamation point, "Study the world." Will do, Mr. POTUS, sir. This week, and attacking the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee, who's uh, retiring, so he doesn't care what happens. No. And is willing pretty, to, uh, well. Pretty universally respected, too, the old corker. He said they're running an Rooney. He said they're running an adult daycare center there in the White House, and he has keepers that uh, have to watch him. Yeah, and somebody <laughs> hasn't made their rounds. I think he said, oh, boy. That's a heck of a thing oh, to that's, say. That's not that helpful, Bob. About your party's president. Oh, boy. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. How are this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. I guess Mike Pensa was at the 49ers-Colts game, and I guess some of the Niners players kneeled for the national anthem, and he had a giant foam finger and, like, nachos in one hand. He just threw them to the ground and went storming. <laughs> out of the stadium, so yeah, yeah, quite the uh, quite the stunt. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, he t- he told the limo driver, "I won't be long." So it was a it was a planned deal, right? And our t- our theme today: flaming, towering hypocrisy. Whether it's Harvey Weinstein or you know being angry at the vice president spending his money on what was obviously uh, spending our money on what was obviously a political stunt. You know, it's just, it's it's fine for my side, not for your side. 
That's it's the time honored tradition. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I'm actually quite excited to hear about this. Uh, all the the exciting stuff that went on over the weekend. I was I was fortunate enough to be able to kind of unplug from the news cycle as I spent the Good weekend for you. with uh, with family celebrating my grandmother's uh, 95th birthday. Uh, and it was a, it was a great time. It's it's not too often that so much of the family gets to gather under one roof and in one city. And uh, I just had a great weekend. Uh, lo- loved loved everyone I got to see. Had had a great time. So yeah, I'm going to be thoroughly entertained to see what the president got into. That's awesome when that happens. The big family gets to get together like that, and everybody makes it a priority enough to get together. And it's not a funeral. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um. And also, Sean, I realize we all make our living off the idea that there's enough news junkies in the world that want to know what's going on on a day-by-day basis that we, we can stay employed. But when you do check out for a whole weekend, when you come back to it, you think, did I need this? Did I miss this? No, <laughs> is, I, I, I can my catch life up. Any, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can catch up on it pretty quick. I didn't need to know about it right when it happened, the minute that these things happened. We're all still here. Every, we're all still uh, fine. Maybe, maybe I'm we're... Not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure you couldn't sit down on New Year's Eve every year and catch up on the year. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with the five highlights. It's just not helping our ratings. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you guys, my phone is getting way too smart. I went to a restaurant for lunch yesterday, paid cash, did not leave a paper trail, didn't even give my name to anybody. And this morning, I'm getting messages asking me to rate my visit to that restaurant. That's interesting. <laughs> Another right, yeah. example of my smartphone tracking me. Wow. Is that based on the location information? Is that what's doing that? Yeah, it must be. It must be the tracker in the the phone. You have a setting turned on that you don't know is turned on, which uh, you may Uh have even turned off in the past, which you update your app or you update your operating system or whatever, and it flips that little toggle again on you. And hopes that you don't notice. Right. Probably, yeah. And Um, so it can sell the info. Indeed, just a week ago, I uh, updated everything. Oh, yeah, I got update. Yes, yes, yes. Boom. Now I'm being tracked. That's wild, though. You pay cash. Yep. You don't say anything to anybody, and nope. it still knows where you went to eat and keeps track of it and sold that information. Yeah, it's like your phone is the KGB. It's amazing. That is wild. Mm. Wow. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How to Get to Be Monday, October 9th, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, swinging into action at Mark. My honest reaction, does any, first off, does anybody know the last time he's been to a football game? Okay, with that being said, he tweeted out a three-year-old photo coming out of Colts game. So, with the information that I have, the last time he's been to a Colts game is three years ago. So, this looks like a PR stunt to me. What? How dare you, sir? How dare you, you humble gridiron behemoth, to criticize our, our leaders, our, 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 our leading lights, our heroes? So, whose idea was it? Was it Trump's idea? Did he tell it to Pence? Did Pence think it was a good idea? Or did he just go along with it? I'd love to know all that. Well, Trump, in his inimitable style over the weekend, tried to make it clear that it was his idea. Yep. Do we take him at his his word this time? I don't know. And did Pence think it was a good idea or just he had no choice? Who knows? I heard Pence has season tickets. He had his chest painted and everything. I'm not sure you heard accurately, Michael. What are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Vice President Pence in California today, surrounded by NFL controversy. We've got Twitter wars raging on in D.C., and one of Hollywood's most powerful movie moguls is out. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. How about that 60-minute segment last night on the, uh, the shooting in Vegas? That was so dang interesting. Um... 
And 60 Minutes also had the most knowledgeable, interesting story about the, how Trump got elected of anything I've followed since it happened. I can't wait to talk about that. I heard it was the electoral votes. <laughs> um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. Outstanding. We have some, uh, some amusing shower thoughts to start the week. Yeah, the way Trump used Facebook in a way that Hillary didn't is the difference maker. Mm. And Hillary didn't want to use Facebook for some reason. Yet another swing and a miss. <laughs> uh, we got all this stuff to get into. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I don't watch the National Football League. When uh, Vice President Pence got up and left during the National Anthem, did he? Uh, did the announcers say anything about it? Was it noticed on the broadcast? I don't have any idea. Anybody see it? I'll have to look into that. It seemed to have got most of its attention kind of after the fact. I don't know if they actually noticed during the uh, yeah. the effect, at least not from the reports that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. well, good. There's enough like political coverage during the game already with the national anthem and the rest of it. Yeah, even if, if they, they were... start documenting everybody's reaction to it and talking about that. Well, even if they were aware of it, yeah, to to, uh, to mention it is another decision to make. But it had to be a pretty noticeable thing because you got the whole Secret Service thing. They'd have to clear out a bunch of hallways and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I suppose so. I was going to say maybe everybody assumed he just has poor bladder control and decided to urinate right before the kickoff. But uh, with his wife with him, was his wife with him? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's yeah. tough to well, in the picture that he tweeted out from the three years old Colts game, she was there. I don't know if she was with him at this current game. So is that a scandal within a scandal? The use of the old picture on Twitter? Is that a thing, as they say? I just can't imagine that. I wonder if he thought it was a good idea. I wonder if he was up for this big stunt. <sighs> And the, uh, and the amount of attention it was going to get, either positive or negative. I would like to hit uh, Mike Pence with some sodium pentothal and ask him about everything he's going through, everything he's seeing. What's your attitude about this? Because he's a smart guy. I mean, you might like his politics, you might not, but he's an intelligent man. And I have a feeling you would say, you know, it's completely insane. I'm just trying to keep my nose clean. Well, that's what Senator Bob Corker said over the weekend. He's saying it's crazy town around there, and everybody's working every day. Every day, it's a job to keep the guy in the in the middle of the road. Mm. That's what he says. Well, it seems a little like that. I don't know. Also, kind of course, of he a, went in there to drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. I think huh? also kind of of note is that the the press pool that follows the the vice president everywhere he goes. They were told that before the game started to uh, there there could be an early departure. They, it seemed that they were kind of given some warning about what was right. going to happen. Uh, well, right. The poor man just wanted to go enjoy an NFL game, but he was aware that some of this uh, terrible, terrible, inappropriate political protesting was going on. He was ready. He had a plan B. I just think that's that's like a Boy Scout. That's planning ahead. That's being prepared. Some would say it was a calculated political stunt. I, I find you a bit cynical. Mailbag. Oh, my. So before we get into mailbag proper, uh, Michael, a request from uh, beautiful Deb in Townsend, Washington. Already have a national show. She's asked that we play the uh, Eagles song King of Hollywood as bumper music. It's all about a rich pig director or mogul taking advantage of young women. Okay. What the song's all about? I don't know that song. I will look for it. He's just another power junkie, just another silk scarf monkey. You'd know it if you saw his stuff. The man just isn't big enough. Is that the one uh, about the hotel where you can check in, but you can't check out? No, no I don't no, think so. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> well, he sits there up in his leatherette and looks through pictures of the ones he hasn't had yet. When he thinks he wants a closer look, he gets out his little black telephone book 
Come sit down here beside me, honey. Let's have a little heart-to-heart. Now look at me and tell me, darling, how badly do you want this part? Well, I don't... It's not like Harvey Weinstein invented this idea of, uh... Hey, you're hot. Want to be in my movie? Then sex me up. If you don't, you're not being in the movie. He didn't He didn't invent that. Right. Um, so who knows what that's about. But well, hey, if somebody it's... shoots me in the belly, I'm going to be mad whether they invented shooting people in the belly or not. It's sinful. It's wrong. It's disgusting and hypocritical. So almost nobody from Hollywood has spoken out over the weekend. That is correct. None of your big actresses or actors have come out and said, I'm disappointed in this, disgusted, et cetera, et But cetera. especially the women. The, the 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 big actresses, none of them has said, I feel terrible for what happened to Ashley uh, Judd and, and so the other gals who've spoken out. And, and that sort of thing has happened for a long time. It shouldn't happen anymore. And we need to stand together and not put up with that crap. No, Meryl Streep hasn't said that. Why? Because she's financially insecure. She's desperate for her next part. How about Jennifer Lawrence, the highest sure. paid actress in the world? Right. N- none of those people have any interest in it. Saturday Night Live passes on Harvey Weinstein completely. Not a word. Late night, guys. Not a word. Hillary women's rights Clinton hasn't heard. Evidently, she's taking some sort of sabbatical, uh, taking a hike in Chappaqua with only what she can carry on her back because she hasn't been following the the news. Not a word. New York Times said they contacted 40 Hollywood heavyweights and they wouldn't speak. 40. Nobody would speak (laughs) on the record. Isn't that crazy? Nobody. Even after the guy's been sacked. So, uh, so well, th- you just see where the principles end, which is fine. I uh, hear your shower thoughts is compiled by the fabulous Rich in Salt Lake City. I like this one. Check fridge, nothing to eat. Check pantry, nothing to eat. Lower standards, repeat. Wow. That good is one. how it goes. That's a good one. Yeah. If you've never rewound a cassette tape with your finger, you have no right to complain about buffering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's a bitter old person shot. Anything is a USO if you're stupid enough. <laughs> it's a what? UFO. Oh, UFO. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Did I, did I slur? Uh, you know, this says conspiracy theories make dumb people feel star- smart. Not start smart. Uh, I, I would change that to... Well, I don't know. It's not a good shower thought the way I would change it. There is often more going on than meets the eye, in which case I congratulate you for uncovering or perceiving the conspiracy. On the other hand, if you react to everything, even a plain truth, as if it's a conspiracy, that's a dumb person's pose. So they're hoping to look smart. This one I want you to clear your mind and think about. If you're waiting for the waiter... Who is the waiter now? Ooh. Mm. Devastating. And finally, the first man who gave a colorful, sparkly stone to a girl really had no idea what he was getting the rest of us into. <laughs> I hate that yeah. guy. Maybe yeah. he should have given her an animal skin instead or something. Of course, that's a fur. The real problem with America, this is Katie. The problem is you people who pay taxes. Stop doing that. Cut the government off at its knees. Wow. We're always griping uh, on behalf of the taxpayers. Katie believes we should be griping at the taxpayers. There would be no government malfeasance if nobody would pay their taxes. We ought to talk about that because I had a conversation with someone over the weekend about uh, the whole tax thing. I said, I'm a law-abiding citizen, which I am. I'm a pretty damn law-abiding citizen, Uh, but not when it comes to taxes. 
I'm for getting away with whatever you can get away with mm. and have no problem with people doing that. Just I, because they waste your money so freely. I, for the record, pay every cent I owe an extra just to be sure. <laughs> to cover people like me. Exactly. Um, while, again, I have never so much as bent the tax laws of our land, I certainly understand your point of view. Guys, I found the perfect hipster. Kevin in Carrollton, Texas, listener since 2002. Shout out, Tejas. Joe, I only wish the battery on my helmet cam hadn't run out of juice, but I saw juice. Juice, you're out of juice, juice. <laughs> and just see the Saturday Night Live skit on OJ. That was no, funny. No, I did not. That was funny. That was classic Saturday Night Live, not political. Yeah, uh, OJ Freeman getting into the Tinder social media dating app game. Oh, with with, with oh a girl boy. who'd never heard of uh, the whole OJ thing, so he, oh he got boy. lucky. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a little darkish. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. They gave him a plastic knife at the restaurant. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so he ran out of juice. Juice. But I saw the perfect hipster for you while riding home on my motorcycle. He had a gloriously neatly trimmed beard, a trilby hat, and tucked into his skinny jeans, a flannel shirt that did not hide his noodle arms. Oh, and to make it, make it perfect, he was riding a razor scooter. Uh, I was not aware of any toast bars in my neighborhood, but I may have to move after seeing that. Give a shout out to the chat room from Crow for me, please. All right, there you go. We still have a chat room. Uh, so it would seem. Hmm. K-R-T-R-S-I-S-J, keep riding that razor scooter in skinny jeans. That's <laughs> Kevin in Texas. <laughs> Hilarious. Thank you for uh, the note, Kevin. Good to hear from you. Um, oh, and this is this is great. Last week, I was having a rough time. But as I drove along listening to you guys, you brought a cynical joy to my heart when you told tales of cars refusing to start in the morning. Things could be worse, I thought. Sunday morning, as I scramble out to the door... I go outside, isn't a car in the driveway at all? All I could say was, yep, that's about right. <laughs> wow. Wow. K-R-U-W-T, keep regaling us with tales. A-C-P-S, and yes, things could still be worse. What's that Shakespearean quote you like to throw around? Or whoever uh, it was? Uh, more or less, this is not the worst of it as long as we're here to say this is the worst of it. Right. You're here. As long as you have your ticking heart and your good attitude, my friend, you'll be fine. It could get worse. You might not be fine, but things could get worse. It's going to take you a hell of a long time to get to work, <laughs> but uh, things will turn around for you. I have a feeling. <laughs> we got to catch up on all the stories of the weekend. Uh, yeah, the, the president went on a Twitter storm. We'll take a break, Michael. Uh, the president went on a Twitter storm against a, uh, a highly ranked, highly respected senator who fired back. And... Um, how universal his view of the current president is among Republicans, I don't know. But uh, he has a, a dim view. Oh, boy. It is somewhat critical. Yeah. <clears throat> and he said uh, this president might be twittering our way into World War III. So, you got that. Uh, the All verb is tweeting. We are tweeting our way into World War III. Thank you, Sean. Not twittering? Okay. I'll work on that. All that's on the way. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, the uh, O.J. Simpson sketch on Saturday Night Live was classic Saturday Night Live. I actually felt like they they made a little effort to get back to non-political stuff on Saturday Night. But the O.J. refreshing. The O.J. thing was edgy. <laughs> 
I'd say. Well, he, he carved two people up, Jack, and got away with it. What, are you trying to take the fun out of it? Mm. Trying to take the humor out of it? Well, that's why it's got to be edgy. How can it not be edgy? Now, uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. I'll tell you, a very public feud erupting over the weekend. President Trump and Republican Senator Bob Corker bashing each other on Twitter. The spectacle coming as Corker, who announced he's not running for re-election in 2018, said in a New York Times interview that Trump could set the U.S., quote, on the path to World War III with his threats toward other countries. Trump sending out a series of tweets Sunday morning attacking Corker, charging him of being largely responsible for what Trump called the horrendous Iran deal, of intending to obstruct the White House agenda, of having begged for Trump's endorsement, for his 2018 re-election, then deciding not to run when Trump declined and wanting to be Secretary of State, but Trump didn't want him. That spring of tweets pouring out. And Corker... According to uh, Corker's chief of staff, Trump called repeatedly saying, please run again, I will endorse you. More or less the opposite of what the president's (laughs) now claiming... You know, Morning Joe is, uh, you know, Joe Scarborough, who's, you know. mm -hmm. But he's saying uh, this morning that he was talking to Corker through the whole uh, Secretary of State thing. And Corker, after one meeting with Trump, said, it's not going to work out. I'm not not sure I can work with him. So, no, I'm not going to be Sec State. And so Morning Joe is saying it's just purely a lie that he begged to be Secretary of State. Well, as as far as the just this last week, Corker... um, Saying he's not going to run. Right. Trump claiming he begged him. That Corker was begging Trump. For an That's endorsement, right. Trump's, the opposite is what's true. Which side of that do you think is accurate? I, I fully 100% believe Corker's side of this story on that one. Yeah, I do too, honestly. And and Trump just completely made that up <laughs> to, uh, to try to, you know. He's a great counterpuncher, as they say. Yeah. Corker getting in the last tweet, though, in return, saying, It's a shame the White House has become an adult daycare center. Somebody obviously missed their shift this morning. Oh, That's <laughs> rough. And that, that guy yeah. is the chair of the Foreign Relations Correct. Committee. And a Republican. Vice President Mike Pence in California today, surrounded by some controversy. The Veep walking out of the 49ers-Colts game in Indianapolis yesterday after some Niners knelt in the sideline during the Star-Spangled Banner. Pence tweeting the reason for his leaving was to not dignify any event that disrespects our soldiers, our flag, or our national anthem. President Trump joining in by tweeting he asked Pence to leave if the players took a knee and congratulated the vice president for walking out. But you got some people questioning about whether or not Pence's walkout was a pre-planned move, citing Trump's tweet, Pence supposedly telling a staffer before going in for the game he wouldn't be long, and the fact the Niners have had the most anthem protesters since then, 49er Colin Kaepernick started the protests last year against racial inequality and police brutality. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was pre-planned. I mean, he, he may have uh, been going to stay if no one kneeled, but the chance of that happening was zero. Not a single kneeler, not a single fist in the air. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that same thing. I mean, I would think it was 80, 90 percent that... Something like that would happen. So why do you go? See, here's the thing that I object to, though. The uh, the Democrat side of the aisle, of course, and the media, which is the Democrat side of the aisle, is howling about how much money it cost to fly Pence from Las Vegas home to Indianapolis to walk out of the game pre-planned 
and then fly to California, where he's spending the day today doing various uh, political stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the outrageous expense, and the, the, how that's a ripoff, the American taxpayer. Well, yes, of course it is. Absolutely it is. The same way when Barack Obama and, and, and J- Uncle Joe, crazy Uncle Joe, would fly back and forth across the country making the thinnest of claims that it was legitimate business, but it was really just political appearances and the rest of it is. But and I get how in a uh, you know a system like ours, the one side tries to keep the other side clean. It's a useful function, and that's fine. But if you'd both say it, including when your own guys were in power, then it would stop. So excuse me for not believing even one percent that you're sincere in your criticism, you flaming hypocrites. I do wish that the vice president would have gone with the um, you know and ask about it after the game. He could have said that's the great thing about America, where we have. This sort of discussion, this wouldn't be allowed in other countries. You know, that sort of talk you often hear out of politicians. How about if he'd stayed and instead of walking out, he'd stood up and said, why don't you stand up for the anthem, you punk-ass bitches? Wow. (laughs) I mean, that would have been a different way to handle it. Yeah. We have got red flag warnings up today in California. you got four wildfires burning now in Napa and Sonoma County. Ash is actually raining down on parts of San Francisco. A uh, big fire by Silverado uh, Country Club uh, in uh, Northern California. Law enforcement began evacuating people last night. So the fires, they are a raging. And the board of his own company fired Harvey Weinstein after reports of sexual harassment. The announcement coming after a New York Times report outlined decades of alleged harassment and expensive settlements. Weinstein took a leave of absence after the report. Then the company made it official. They suspended him and now they've fired him. Now, Weinstein founded the company with his brother, Bob, in 2005, and there is some speculation floating around. Brother Bob may be the source for some of the details in that New York Times story because he's allegedly wanted Harvey out of the company for years. Wow. Now you got my attention. There you go. brotherly backstabbing, a little Cain and Abel. They ought to make a movie out of it. (laughs) Or write biblical scripture about it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Getty Show. The Voice of the West. We've got everything from the new emojis that Apple released over the weekend to the latest on that crazy scumbag Vegas shooter. What they know about him. The four officers that went into his hotel room were on 60 Minutes last night, and their tale was pretty damn interesting. Hmm. Okay. The uh, sheriff believes that they're um, putting together an ad hoc unit that would go into the hotel room, which they just did on the fly. Four guys that don't know each other, don't work in the same departments or anything. Wow. Deciding to go in, saved a thousand lives, he believes. Wow. Which is something. Um, but we got a lot of stuff today. Sure, more details emerging in the Russian efforts to screw with our election and our society. Intriguing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She stood up for the anthem! You, think that you don't like this country? Get the hell out of it! You think that's what he should have done? Bitches! Yeah. <laughs> Stay with us. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, in a statement in response, Weinstein uh, says in part, I came of age in the 60s and 70s when all the rules about behavior in workplaces were different. That was the culture then. I have since learned it's not an excuse. Yeah, you're right. Your excuse isn't an excuse. In fact, it isn't even an excuse for that behavior in the 60s. Well, back then, we had no idea that women didn't want to be forced to look at That That wasn't discovered by scientists until 1998. It was a different time.
Well, John wow. Oliver, pretty much the only person in America with a national platform willing to come out and make a uh, a joke about this. Because he's a foreigner. And he not doesn't a- understand how things work in this country. You don't go up against the powers that be in Hollywood. Well, not a coincidence that his is the show that isn't reliant upon celebrity guests to perpetuate ratings and give content. He's kind of a, a self-contained I I thing. I think they're being overly scared at this point. I don't think you can get on the wrong side of Harvey Weinstein at this point. I think you're right. I think you're perfectly safe coming out and saying something bad about him. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know how Hollywood works. Well... Speaking of which, Meryl Streep has spoken out. Uh, her name came up several times over the weekend. They were blasting her on Morning Jose this morning. Evidently, she uh, became aware of it. And if Meryl Streep doesn't watch cable news all the time, it wouldn't surprise me. If I were Meryl Streep, neither would I. <laughs> but she said uh, in a statement uh, by her publicist uh, that uh, Weinstein, with whom she'd collaborated uh, on films like, yeah, I didn't see it, and that's for girls. Once jokingly referred to him as God, uh, let's see, she said, The disgraceful news about Harvey Weinstein has appalled those of us whose work he championed and those whose good and worthy causes he supported. The intrepid women who raised their voices to expose this abuse are our heroes. Way to be intrepid, Ashley. One thing can be clarified. Not everybody, in quotes, knew. Harvey supported the work fiercely, was exasperating but respectful with me in our working relationships with many others with whom he worked professionally. I didn't know about these other offenses. I did not know about his financial settlements with actors, actresses, and colleagues. I did not know about his having meetings in his hotel room, his bathroom, or other inappropriate coercive acts. And if everybody knew, I don't believe that all the investigative reporters in the entertainment and the hard news media would have neglected for decades to write about it. Ah, I I do believe that. Well, I've got a follow-up to that. Yeah. The behavior is inexcusable, but the abuse of power familiar. Each brave voice that is raised, heard, and credited by our watchdog media will ultimately change the game. So Aunt Merrill says it's okay. You can talk about it. As far as the media clearly didn't know... Um, the New York Times tried to run a story in 2004 about this. The New York Times, which broke the story that brought him down over the weekend and is getting, uh, you know, a lot of credit for being so brave. Well, they had the story in 2004, which is 13 years and maybe a hundred sexual misconducts ago. Mm. Um, in 2004, they tried to run a story about this. Weinstein himself showed up to the New York Times newsroom. And threatened them, apparently, because he spent a ton of money advertising, you know, movies and that sort of stuff in the New York Times. Him, he, he showed up himself to the New York Times newsroom, and the story just went away, and the reporter's not exactly sure why, but it never wow. ran. Wow. Wow. Said we're going to pull all our uh, our movie money. All our Thursday, uh, you know, Thursday uh, arts section half-page movie ads. Oh, we're so sorry, Mr. Weinstein. Uh, perhaps there's been a misunderstanding. We'll we'll speak with the reporter and, and have them recheck their sources. Uh, so sorry for the inconvenience, sir. Thank you for coming to see us. And then how about the board of his uh, his uh, corporation there, which has now fired him, um, saying they had no idea. Well, how did you have Wait no idea minute. when there were eight settlements with company money? That's just I mean, a lie. Does Does he write checks? Hundreds of thousands of dollar checks without telling the board where the money's going? I would doubt it. I would doubt it it's also. It's not much of a board. I would doubt it also. So over the years, as he had, what is it, eight settlements, I'm thinking the board had to know that those existed. The board was all dudes, and a third of them quit, I guess? I won't be associated with this sort of a debauchery, I say. I mean, if so, if somebody if somebody gets accused oh, of this you and you fools. have to pay a woman off once, the board might actually be, I know, Harvey, he's a good guy, he wouldn't do this. 
How about the eighth time some woman comes forward and you, and and it turns out Harvey thinks it's best to pay her off rather than go to trial, right? <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Then you got to at least consider that perhaps the guy's actually doing this sort of thing. The board was shocked that this behavior was going on. It's just interesting. I just think it's interesting from a culture, human nature standpoint. Yes. Yeah. That in the year 2017, you can still get away with that sort of thing if you're powerful enough. Sure. Sure. And rich enough. And and not even Hillary. Hillary, you're next. Do you have a statement you'd like to make? Man, her abortive campaigns through the years. How much money did she take from Weinstein? Weinstein, she he'd throw those fundraisers that were... You know, if $30,000 ahead and and raised millions of dollars. But uh, the Hilda Beast hasn't heard. Again, she's hiking the Appalachian Trail right now. She, actually, you know what? She's in Davis, California today, I think. You sure? Yeah, I think she's making a speech yeah, at UC is. Davis. Is that right, Michael? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think. Hey, hey if you go, you got to yell a question. You got to. What about Harvey Weinstein, you hypocrite? I mean, you, you don't have to yell, you hypocrite. That's up to you. Or I would yell, don't you think using Facebook the way Trump did might have been a good idea? If you saw 60 Minutes last night. Mm, so do tell. Facebook offers their services to help any anybody in politics who wants to use Facebook the best way. It's kind of interesting that they do this. If, you, if, you're, if you're a politician, uh, you call up Facebook and say, hey, hey we want to utilize the information you have to try to run a campaign. And they'll say, sure. And so this guy that they hired to be their computer dude... Low level, uh, $1,500 was uh, how much he got paid originally to make a website. Wow. He ended up uh, controlling $92 million. Was it that over same uh, Pakistani guy who's no, no, doing no. web stuff for Debbie Wasserman Schultz? No, this is a white hipster dude from Kansas with a beard. Um, but he got he got hired to do this uh, computer stuff. And anyway, he said, we had Facebook employees in our office sometimes five days a week helping us out. And they would explain to us how to target people because they've got all the information for oh, targeting yeah. people. Scary amounts. And Facebook would let them know. And he could target, like, individual voters right. with ads about what their cause was, whether it's gun control or draining the swamp or money or whatever it is. Yeah. And they did this, and that was. And he said, I knew Trump would win because our, of our ability with Facebook to target voters like that. Facebook had that service offered. They offered it to Hillary because they wanted to help Hillary. They're on her side politically. Sure. She said, nah. Really? Yeah. So, but, <laughs> no, so thanks. I'm We're sorry. Hipster dude was working for Hillary. No, he's working for Trump. Oh, okay. He's okay. a Trump guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and he, he he ran the computer office, and he was just a nobody. He was looking for work. Wow. Um. So he it's not like he was some great genius. Here's Corey, our man. But uh, he figured out when Facebook started working with him and sending Facebook people to his office. Hey, this is awesome. Yeah. The way we can target individual voters, blocks, districts, whatever. Wow. And Hillary turned it down. Another genius move by the ancient, we'll do it the way people used to do it in the 50s um, uh, campaign. Right. And right. Th- that I think, having watched that piece on 60 Minutes, and anybody ought to check it out because it's pretty fascinating, that is the big difference. That is the huge difference between how Trump ran a campaign and Hillary Clinton ran a campaign. Well, that's so interesting, particularly in the wake of the Obama candidacy, which was hailed universally as the, the great, the first 21st century wired campaign. Yeah, even Obama's wasn't even close to what the Trump campaign was doing. Well, yeah, I, I And get this is that, what all campaigns will be doing in the future. You'd think the Hildebeest would have had just a room full of hipsters with all sorts of computer savvy they, and they social create, network savvy. They would create some days 100,000 different versions of an ad wow to target people that specifically in a day wow 
amazing with certain colors, certain words that are going to appeal to different people. Hillary was focused on getting in and out of vans successfully, so <laughs> she's preoccupied. Throwing up whatever that thing was that came out into that cup. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.